Are you looking for a pair of sunglasses that are as about a good time as we are here at the corner booth? Well, look no further. Yeats official sunglasses are polarized, stylish, and fit any occasion. All of us here at the corner booth, we each got a pair. We're rocking right now in studio. You want yours? Go to yeatsofficial.com, promo code cornerbooth for 10% off, and get your pair now. My personal recommendation, the Aquas, always fly as hell. Enjoy it. Yeats Official, official sponsor of the Corner Booth Podcast. You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jared Clem. I would do the ladies and gentlemen thing, but honestly, I'm like, today's just been a weird day. Uh, I'm a little annoyed. Uh, I'm cursing the Bears' existence. Jalen Hurts, of course, the breaking news. Mm-hmm. He might miss next week. The best part about it is, if it was like Josh McCowan or, I mean, listen, Josh McCowan's a hero in Philadelphia. If it was like Josh McCowan or freaking like Kevin Cobb or some slack jaw fucking backup. I wouldn't yeah. care. I'd the be like, all right, whatever. I'm not watch the game on Christmas. It's Gardner Minshew, baby. I hate to put this. There's a, there's a meme going around. It's like, Hey, Dallas, good luck against this man next week. I will rephrase that Dallas. Good luck against that man with those weapons next week. The best receiver that man had in Jacksonville was DJ Chark. There's two and a half receivers and a tight end better than him on that roster, not to mention two decent running backs. Also, you know, the Eagles defense is fully healthy. I mean, I'm not saying the Eagles got a chance, but I'll I'll take that fucking money line. Fuck yeah, we're four-point dogs already. Especially if they make you guys the underdogs, and it's like plus anything. It, it, oh, even before it. the new that Hurts news broke, it was like an hour before the Hurts news broke, I think we were already a, t- a three-point dog. On the road, if you, said, fuck it. This is gonna be my upset pick this week. I don't give a fuck. I'm rolling with the bunches here, baby. When you make your um, same game parlay on that game, I would definitely add a a Dak Prescott turnover because lately oh, he's been throwing an interception. I, I, game. I see a I see a Darius Slay pick six in the future. Yeah. Also, well, I think another one. we won't get CJ back for that game. We may start Anthony Harris next week. The the dinosaur himself. He's back. Um. I don't know. It's, it should be interesting. I mean, listen, I, I could bitch him all I want. It's a t- max two week injury. Worst case, he comes, he just sits the rest of the season and come, which would F me in the fantasy playoffs. But this way, I'd have to win my fantasy playoffs with G- Geno Smith and Gardner Minshew. But listen, I've fought worse back from worse odds before. It's okay. But listen, I could be worse off today. I could be a Patriots or Jets fan. So, mm, not you could. It's not even not could. knocks at you guys, man. I just felt bad for both of you last night. Like the Patriots, I saw them get to the like, all right, that, that, that shit's back to normal. We're good. And then I look over. Just don't don't remind home, me, man. Do not these remind two me at all. Are blowing my phone up while I'm driving home, and I'm like, Jared, this is how you lost. This is how you got your, your license taken away the first time. Don't even look. So I get home, I open up Instagram. What's the first fucking thing I see? It's on McAfee's uh, Instagram. Is Chandler Jones stiff-arming Mac Jones into the netherworld and running the touchdown back? Oh, my God. And I got to watch. It was just it was an amazing weekend of football last, yesterday. I, I, I can honestly say that. 
I don't think there was a single <laughs> bad game, like at least like a blowout. I think everything was within it a, a score. Yeah, it was um it was it was a great week of football, even for even for our teams that have lost, like it's still exciting back to back games. You know, I'm watching the Patriots Raiders games. I'm like, all right, classic Belichick coming back from behind, got the lead, tie it up. And um, which somebody actually showed an angle of that touchdown in the end zone where they're facing them, not like above or to the side. Like when you're actually facing them, it does look like his foot is in bounds just barely. But from the overhead view, it did look like his toe was in the light. So I figured it was going to go either way, but very out of pocket for Bill Belichick not to kneel that ball three seconds left to take it into overtime. Very out of pocket. He's usually a play it safe guy. Let's go win the coin toss and drive it down the field. I was very I saw Ramondre run. I thought he was just going to get taken down, maybe slide or try and get some yards. I saw the lateral and I'm like, oh, they're they're actually going for it. Okay. And the crazy part was when you watch the replay, Jacoby Myers is blatantly looking at Mac Jones as he's running 10, 15 yards backwards and still throws it to him with Chandler Jones right there. And I'm like, he's actually has visual of both guys and he still makes that throw. And then Mac Jones, I tried to try to bring him down. But, I mean, Chandler Jones has got 100 pounds on that guy. Yeah, yeah. I think that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure Jacoby Myers cleared concussion protocol. I, I just – I don't know what was going through his head. Um, <clears throat> you know, you just watch the replay. There were lots of different angles that circulated on Twitter and, and you know, various other outlets. And from whatever angle you look at it, I mean, any way you want to think about it, I just don't know what's going through his head. And I personally, I refuse to believe that that's how Belichick threw, uh, drew it up. But I just, I, I don't understand. And I guess he kind of touched on it post game. I mean, they've got to be better. They have to be more aware in situational sort of um, instances like that. I mean, you just don't do that. If you lose an OT, you lose an OT, tough loss, whatever. But, um, to lose like that, I mean, it's just it's it's awful. It's it's absolutely gut wrenching. Especially if you given the fact if you just kneel it and take it to overtime, like let's say the Patriots win, like they were they were holding that seventh wild card spot or that that seventh seed. So all you had to do is just play it safe, taking it to overtime and get the win. Right. You would have just secured that spot. So I I I know Bill Belichick's not the kind of guy that's going to throw his guys under the bus. I just refuse to believe that that was a play drawn up by him. I'm with you. I'm I'm entirely with you. Um, and, and obviously the bigger implication is that the playoff chances drastically decreased with that loss. I think if they would have won that game, the playoff chances would have gone from like around 50 to like 70 something. And uh, with the loss, I think it drops from around 50 to like 20 something. So, yes. so I mean, unless and they've got they've got the Bengals, Miami and then Bills on the road. So, you know, unless you probably win out and you get some help from the Chargers losing, it's very unlikely that they um, finish in a playoff spot. So just – it's just horrible. Horrible all the way yeah. around and, um, yeah, awful. Yeah, and <laughs> two of the uh, two of the three opponents that the Chargers have left are Indianapolis and Denver, so you can already bank on them winning at least two more games. And do you know – Matt, do you know off the top of your head who their last game is? I want to say I heard that everyone they're playing – uh, has a losing record as of right now. So, I mean, you know, hey, the Chargers have not looked great. I, you know, I really like Herbert, but 
I, I'm still not sold on. Okay, so they got Colts, Rams, uh, Broncos to finish the year. Theoretically, should all be wins, but hey, man, I mean, it's the NFL. So as we all know, anything can happen. Hopefully, they drop a couple games. You know, maybe maybe Mayfield. You know, some magic against them, and you know, hey, the, the Colts should have won that game on Saturday. So. I, I don't know. I got to think about it optimistically. I don't think Russ played this past week, right? It was Brett Ripien no. or something? Yeah, it was. So, Russ was out. Uh, I mean, they put up a lot of points in that, or they put up a good amount of points in that game and they won. So maybe, uh, maybe no Russ is what they're going to need. That'd be if crazy they get that if, far. They, if they just benched him <laughs> for for <laughs> Brett Ripien. Oh my gosh, it would, that would just be. <clears throat> This is just it's it's this is the NFL this NFL season has just been absolutely insane. I think Nate Burleson said it best at Good Morning Football this morning when he came on. He was like, "Dude, this has been the drunkest NFL season of all time. Like nothing makes sense anymore." You have we we saw like literally the greatest comeback in NFL history. We saw a team in the Bears who is now their seventh straight like loss, but it's all been by less than two touchdowns. We have the Cowboys blow a 21-point lead and lose on a kicked pick six. We have the Chargers, the Chiefs, Cowboys, and Eagles almost all losing to the damn Texans. The only teams they can't beat are the ones they should have a shot in. Hmm. Or the only teams they can't compete with are the ones they should be compete with. And we had a game last night where we had a lateral that got intercepted by a Six foot six defensive end. We've had extra points. We've had teams go on wild runs. We have teams choking away playoff spots. It has been the most intense, out of control, and crazy NFL season. Now you throw in the league's MVP or one of the MVP front runners is now going to miss at least a game, if not more, with a shoulder sprain because the the dickhead from the Bears landed on him when you know. You didn't have to. You're already bringing him to the ground, you douchebag. But it's okay. Your career is going to be meaningless because you're playing a shithole t- team like the Bears. So just a little annoyed, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but we got a lot of good stuff. We got, of course, we got Monday Night Football. We got Baker Mayfield versus Aaron Rodgers. And the fact of the matter is this game actually might be kind of fun. Also, this game has some interesting connotations to my fantasy league. Our uh, friend of the show, former co-host Pat Donahue, is taking on Ke- uh, other former co-host and friend of the show, Kevin of Tailgate in the Quad, in our semifinal on the other side of the bracket. I, of course, pre-show told you guys how I kicked the uh, guy I was playing his head in in that game. I beat him 220 to 160 was the official final score. And, um, yeah, uh, listen, dude had a great team. It's just everybody on my team scored at least 11 points or more. So, it just kind of – but, like, so Pat – Pat needs Christian Watson to score below 11 points, and he advances to the final against me. Uh, I don't know if I if you Jill uh, Ramsey locking up Christian Watson. Yeah, but uh, Christian Watson's last four games, he's averaging 24 points a game in fantasy. I hey, think listen, it's uh, streaks are meant to be broken. No, no, it is. I mean, I would I'm honestly rather be this Rams week than next today week. just for that. Listen, I love Kevin, but I'm thinking about this strategically. <laughs> I may not have hurts for the rest of the playoffs. Not only is my team's namesake, this is going to hurt. He's also my fantasy, my fantasy wagon. The fact is, I may have to pick up Gardner Minshew and rely on Geno Smith as my quarterback this week. And honestly, against the Chiefs' lackluster secondary, I'm I, I'm feeling okay. But here's the problem: I'd rather go into it with the MVP with one of the MVPs 
and a guy who I know at least is good for at least one rushing touchdown. So at this point, Kevin, I'm fucking terrified of playing you in the finals to so go pat. Hmm. Yeah, I was supposed to be my bye week. I was supposed to just relax, sit my drink, and enjoy. And instead, I saw Jonathan Taylor uh, leave the game with an ankle injury, and uh, Jalen Hurts is uh, questionable. So in my money league, I had the buy-in. I now am going into the first week of playoffs for myself with no uh, Jalen Hurts, possibly, and no Jonathan Taylor. So now my running backs are Latavius Murray, Cam Akers, and Brian Robinson, and I don't have a quarterback on the bench. Because when you have Jalen Hurts, why do you need another quarterback? I mean, there. I would say go get Minshew Mania, or maybe go get another couldn't. quarterback. I'm you looking just, at uh, off the top of my head. I'm looking at. I didn't even look at the waiver. This is just off of my head. I'm thinking Heineke or or Gardner Minshew right now would probably be the best ones available on that on the waiver. Geno Smith's there. I'm sweeping in, but oh well, obviously Geno's number one, but Gardner's a good number two because the dude's never had receivers like this in his career. So he's he not chuck the ball on AJ Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard, who's back this week. Hand the ball off to Miles Sanders. Like, and he proved last year in three games he can be efficient, throw the football. It's not really an issue. He proved that in Jacksonville. The thing yeah, is, yeah, you won't get the running, you won't get the running ability of Hertz, but it's not like he doesn't have a fighting chance. It's not like you're putting you're just saying, okay, we're putting in Luke McCowan to get our ass handed to us. It's, the Eagles have a shot. It's definitely gonna be a more interesting game if Hertz doesn't play. Because now, like this, this makes the Cowboys the heavy favorites, and it should be interesting to see how Philly does. Hey, but but we know what Dallas likes to do. You know, when they're favored in a big game, you know, with a lot of stuff on the line, you know, big implications. Um, we we know what Dallas does best, at least you know, in my day, right? Um, in the in the twenty three years that I've been alive, so. Hey man, don't don't uh Jared, don't don't get too, you know, caught up in the fact that the, you know, that Minshew's going to be playing and you know, all that because I feel like Dallas could very easily. I mean, think about it. Last week we all kind of agreed that that Jacksonville, you know, probably wasn't going to beat him and you know, look how that turned out. A little bit of luck and and there you go. What cracks me up about all this is when, before I get on to the Sunday football game, because we had a lot of uh, wildness in the last couple minutes of that game last night. Um, it's Eagles Cowboys is one of those rivalries, man. It's just, it, there's always something. It's never just the, their best versus our best. Every freaking year, it's somebody's injured, somebody's out, somebody's missing. And it's like, well, I mean, all we, yeah, exactly. All we have to do is go back to the previous, you know, Cowboys Eagles game uh, earlier this year where Dak was out. And, um, you know, that, that game was relatively close for, for quite a while. What was that? I think it was close up until maybe like halfway through the third quarter or something. Yeah. I want to say. And I mean, yeah. And then the, and then the Eagles kind of blew away or uh, took off, but, um, yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I think it'll be a much closer game than people think, simply because, you know, Minshew, like you said, Jared, I mean, he's got all these weapons now, and and Miles Sanders is is going to run the ball well. So definitely going to be an interesting game. Don't see it being a blowout at all. I think it's going to be a very close game. So I'm looking at my uh, my waiver, and it's not looking very promising. It's looking like a Gardner Minshew pickup. So I've got Deshaun Watson, who, you know, obviously a couple years ago, this would have been like a how could he be on the waiver scenario, but he's not playing well the last three weeks fantasy-wise. 
Yeah, Tyler Huntley, Zach Wilson, Daniel Jones, Andy Dalton, Tannehill, Mac Jones, Heineke, Goff, Rippian, Matt Ryan, Desmond Ritter, and then you got Baker. Then the rest are all backups. Well, minus like Sam Darnold and Davis Mills. So Trevor Lawrence is not available? Uh, Trevor Lawrence is not available, no. Because that's that that was who I was thinking. I mean, I know he's available in a lot of leagues. Maybe not after uh, last week or, I guess, yesterday, but – I mean, hey man, you know he's he's looking like he might. You know, I was ripping on him pretty good at the beginning of the season, and and now he's kind of looking like he's he's coming into his own. Yeah, no, if he was there, I would have swooped him up immediately. But statistically, right now, the best quarterback available is pretty much Zach Wilson, Deshaun Watson, or Davis you, Mills from production. I don't want either. And and you said Goff is available. Goff is there. Uh, so, so they've got the uh, the Panthers. I mean, they do. you know, it's so that that might be. And on the flip side, it's like Darnold's got the the Lions. So, I mean, that might just yeah. pick them. I don't know how you're feeling about it. I mean, I would uh, I would look at golf. I don't know. I mean, if I had a pick from that list, I'd probably look at golf. I mean, he's got 26 points against Minnesota, 21 against Jacksonville, and 17 against Buffalo. He did have 14 against us, but. I mean, we've got a pretty solid defense, so I'm not surprised that he had under 20. But Carolina's pretty weak. I think that could, uh, especially when they're on a playoff hunt and they're in Carolina, the weather's going to be nicer. That's a look I'll I'll take a look at, but I think I might roll the dice on Gardner. I don't know. Playoffs, man. If this was just regular season, I wouldn't care. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I, I mean, the thing is with, with, with the the – this is what sucks about the fans' playoffs. When a quarterback goes down this late, it can sink your it can sink your season. So right now, I'll pray for me and Matt. And that's basically it. But um, also, let's let's uh, let's uh, revisit the the Commanders. Man, they just uh, they took a nice little L at the hands of the refs last night. Listen, the Giants played decent. I'm not gonna act like they did. They ran no, the football. I'm, I'm... They got off the quarterback, and um, yeah. They got really lucky when Terry McLaurin tried twice to get the guy's attention, and also that on that Brian Robinson touchdown, and um, that last pass was clear, clear and pass half. interference. Yeah, that was clear and a half. It's kind of karma that the Commanders got screwed on a, a game after we got screwed against them on a game from bad ref calls. So I find it kind of funny and ironic, but you know what? They're still a dangerous team. I still think the Giants are the worst team in the NFC East, but that's not really saying much. That's like saying the, uh, that's like saying you're the the shittiest Ferrari, at least this season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I give credit to the Giants too. I mean, Daniel Jones kind of had a Daniel Jones game, which was just average. Twenty one thirty two for one hundred sixty yards. He didn't have any touchdowns or anything like that. He relied on Saquon to get those for him. But I mean, he he. He played a clean game. He didn't turn the ball over. Um, he used his receivers that he doesn't have. I mean, you got Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins and Saquon Barkley and Darius uh, Slayton, who each caught five to four passes each. Um, so guys are stepping up. They have nobody on offense, and they're still going to probably squeak into the playoffs. So shout out to their coaching and and just everything like that. But they came prepared. They played a lot better. The defense kept them in check, and they did what they had to do. Now they got the uh, sixth seed right now. I think the uh, Commanders moved down to seventh seed. Yeah, and now you got the Lions and Seahawks on the outside looking in. And now 
they are at a possibility of like, you know, sneaking in the back end because the problem is like those last four seeds, Dallas made the playoffs. We all know it. It's a four team race for those last four slots. If you want to count the Packers fine, but like, dude, they might lose tonight. Mm-hmm. So we don't know. Um, nah, you look at Baker Mayfield, he played pretty well last week and he didn't even know the offense. So now you give him a full week to learn the offense a little more. I think it's just I gonna just be put down like a seven leg parlay, it pays out like two thousand dollars on a two dollar bet. I'm like, fuck yes, we ride. Listen, the last time I did one of those parlays was for the Eagles Giants, and I was one like bet short. I needed a Daniel Jones INT and I would have gotten it. I was so mad. So, you know, like, listen, it happens to the best of us. Um, uh, so we'll get into the Monday Night Football in a second, obviously. Any final thoughts on Sunday Night Football before we roll into the six-pack review? I, You know um, what? I, I thought D. Jones was looking sharp, man. I, You know, I know only a buck 60, you know, passing, whatever. But it, it seemed like, you know, he was making throws. He was making big-time throws, you know, a lot of third-down conversions for the Giants. And maybe that's just because Dable is so good uh, with the offense and and Saquon was able to run the ball well. But, um, I mean, hey, it, they kind of seem like the type of team to me that could potentially knock someone off in the playoffs. I mean, maybe first round they get, like, a Tampa or someone. Or, I guess, who's that three seed right now? That's not um, – that's not uh, the Niners, is it? I'm trying I to think. Here. So Niners are ten and four. Let's see here. Um, it's the yeah. So I think it would be the is it the Vikings? No, no, no. It is the Niners. Okay, yeah. Actually, I take that back. I don't see them beating the Niners. But if they <laughs> if they did get a team like the Vikings, I don't know. I'm not sold on Minnesota completely. So I feel like. Maybe if if they if things went their way, I think they could beat a team like Minnesota. That's like the best thing about this right now is like with the the, the way the playoffs line up, we've got about seventeen. I'm not saying like there's like three teams that could represent the NFC, but there's like three or four teams that could also get upset in that first wild that wild card round to be nuts. Yeah, this is the most balanced playoffs. We know who the three like the three like top tier teams are. It's Buffalo, it's KC, and it's Philadelphia. But then there's like a bunch of second-tier teams, Dallas, Miami, um, Cincinnati. Um, San Fran. San Fran, Minnesota. They're all going to be in like dogfights their first-round game. And you're just like, okay. Uh, that that betting week, by the way, fellas, which will not be in part of the six-pack, we're going to lose money on that week. I just, I've already learned that like after the last four years of trying to like place bets and get my picks right, I will never get a single damn pick right in, in the, in the wildcard round. I just bet on my team. I maybe like say something for another one. I say, you know what? I'm going to lose a lot of money today because the, the wildcard weekend is literally wild for a reason. Totally agree, man. All right. There, there's going to be some upset, you know, that's just like ridiculous. And um, I mean, it happens every year. And, um, you know, we're all just going to be sitting here scratching our heads, you know, when Seattle beats like San Francisco or hysterical. I mean, you know what I mean? Like Brock Purdy finally comes down from, you know, cloud nine and just has a game where he throws like three picks and, 
is just awful, right? Well, and they Brock Purdy has ball to play. and Geno's playing awesome, and yeah. so, something's gonna happen. Something's well, Brock gonna happen. Brock Purdy has to play Washington next week, so that should be an interesting game because Washington plays rough, and they just came off a rough loss. It should be interesting. Right. Alrighty. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to go over how bad I am at gambling and how Matt is kicking my ass in this picks competition. Without further ado, crack the music. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to How Jared Lost His Money This Week. All right, first off, UCSA and Troy, this is why these teams aren't real football teams. How do you lose to a team that's named after a city-state that got smacked with a big horse? You suck. U- UTSA, like what the hell? I thought you guys were the Roadrunners. You guys ran out of that stadium before the game started. Cincinnati, Louisville. I should know whenever I bet against an ACC team, I'm gonna get screwed. Louisville wins. Matt got the point. Lions, Jets. Never bet against Dan Campbell when he's been told he might get fired. It's a dangerous man who likes biting kneecaps. He may also cry after the game. It sucks that you guys had to get a long field goal from Greg the leg zero line, but he went full Florida State, went wide left. Um, Cowboys, speaking of off the foot, Cowboys, Jaguars. Dak, you realize throwing it to the guy in as he's trying to cross the coverage is a bad idea, but Cedric Wilson trying to kick the ball up in the air is even dumber. Also, Rayshon Jenkins from the U, shout out. Literally looked like a man running amongst boys because I forgot how big he was as a safety. That dude just was out. Um, uh, Bills and Finns. It's okay. Tua still can't win in the snow, but I don't think Buffalo is unbeatable. That wasn't that funny. It was just true. Uh, this one's more tragic. The Giants and the refs, whatever the hell the score was, commanders less. I forgot the score off the rip before I made this joke, and I'm rolling with it. It doesn't matter what the score was. The commanders were screwed the second they walked down that drive. Whether it was the Terry McLaurin call or the fact that I think Curtis Samuel was hugged harder than my mom hugs my, my nieces and nephews at Christmas. It's, it's, that's it, man. It's like they weren't, getting, they weren't getting wrapped up. And because Kelsey's a dick, my upset was not the Seahawks. My upset was the Falcons. It did not hit. Max Gittany was the Chiefs. His hit. Thank you for coming with TED Talk. Like the little Ford F-150 music. <laughs> no, I need like the Arctic Monkeys riff and just like talking <laughs> Sam Elliott voice. All right. That was bad. I really need a bounce back this week. Fuck. Even if my parlay some miracle hits tonight, I will never bitch. Matt, I'll buy you and Mason a jersey tonight. If that I hits. just did a, uh, a quick five-leg one. Very small. Um, just I chose Rams to win. Baker to have over 200 yards passing. Rodgers to have over 195 passing. And then Christian Watson over 54 and a half receiving with an anytime touchdown. So five bucks. Pays oh. 180. Jesus. I, um, yeah. So, I mean, at this point, like after how much money I had to spend Christmas shopping today, I'm going to be very sparing on my bets tomorrow on Wednesday when we put ours in. And also like the only one that really is going to be affected is Eagles Cowboys, which will be in our six pack. That's just guaranteed. Also, we might just do whatever the fuck number we want. Might do eight games for the eight nights of Hanukkah, by the way. Happy Hanukkah to all my Jewish friends and family out there. Um, they, uh, start started sun last night, I believe. And uh, we are what four days, five days out of Christmas, six days out, six days. Mm-hmm. So 
You know what? It's it's no seven. Six. Six. Math yeah. hurt Jer- Math, math hurt Jared Brain. Um <laughs> I don't know. It's gonna be a fun time. Gonna make a fun, a fun eight pack, whatever. I, I know I'm gonna be downing about eight beers on Sunday night on uh, Saturday night. If my annoying, my cousin, my little cousin, he's a great kid, but he loves running his mouth when the Cowboys are on for some reason. It doesn't matter who he's playing; it could be his dad's team. He's not even a Cowboys fan. He's just a ball buster. And the problem is, it'll be like freezing cold. I may lock him out of the house. I might just do it for like half a quarter. No socks, no problem. It'll be raining all day the day before in Southbury, so hell yeah. Just throw them right outside in the freezing rain with the ice and everything. They're like, all right, you want to talk smack? Go sit on the porch. So it should be fun. All right, folks. We got Monday night tonight. Um, I put down a ridiculous parlay. Matt put down a ridiculous parlay. We're not. We're going to maybe see if we can give ourselves some good luck this time. We're not going to say what they were. We'll say our picks, obviously. I just said what it was. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody else is going to hear it, so. Well, maybe it's good luck that I didn't hear it, Matt, because last week was fucking ab- abysmal. Me yeah, and Matt lost, like, yeah. so much money so fast. It's like, and it's gone. It's like that South Park well, meme. Place to bet, and it's gone. We lost a combined total of probably, like, 6 or $7, but it was just Dude, a I lost of every- 7 on those freaking live bets because DraftKings fudged, and it basically said, oh, yeah. oh, hey, you know how you put $2 down on this live bet? It's set- it's 5 now. I was like, fuck. I lost, like, all my winnings from two weeks ago, literally in one second. I was like, what the fuck, man? But either way, uh, live betting's awful. Uh, my buddy Dom, I don't know how he wins money on it, but he always tells me, Jerry, it's all I win my money on. I'm like, how? I get smoked on it. It'd probably be like uh, 10 minutes left in the game, and it's like Minnesota by like 40. He's like, all right, let me throw my life savings on the money line, and then it hits, and he makes like 100 bucks. My boy Teddy made like – Teddy, uh, he's in my fantasy. Like he's a big Vikings fan. He made uh, – not my brother-in-law, Teddy, um, Matt, the other one. Um, he mm. – he made like, I think, 60, 70 bucks on like a $3 bet on the Vikings money line, like live bet, like mid game. And I was like, that's, that's awesome. Dude. That, like that's the, that yeah. makes you, that's, that's around, that's around a bar, a beers or a, or a date for a girl weekend. That's great. Yeah. So my buddy put 10 bucks down on it when it was uh halftime, it was plus 800. He put 10 bucks down. So he won the, was it 80 bucks? I think he get off that. Yeah, 80 bucks. yeah. So he won now. It's like, that's quick 80 bucks are there. Tank of gas or two. Hey, listen, the way gas is connected right now, it's three that's three tanks, guess. I know. Right. It's three oh seven right now down the road for me. Uh two ninety two ninety over by my work in Brookfield. Where do you work? Brookfield. Uh it's too far even for two ninety, whatever. It's like three fifteen on around on the corner by my house. Oh, up the road for me is literally three oh seven. That's the best I'm gonna do right now. Fair. I paid two ninety nine on uh, Wednesday. I was hype as hell. But uh, Mason, up in the Northeast, they charge you way too much for gas for no reason. Yeah, see, when I'm in Norman, man, I, I pay nothing. I pay all. I mean, I haven't seen Norman gas above three in like honestly since I've been there. So it's it's always insanely so, cheap. Okay, so during the summer when me and Matt were paying almost five dollars a gallon, what was it done by you? In Houston, probably between like three fifty and four. What was it in Norman? Oh man, dude, it had to, had to have been less than three fifty. I wasn't the up shit? there much, but dude, on the way back to my job interview, I think I paid 
I think I put in four ninety. I was hype as hell. I found a place under five dollars. Got to move yeah, down here, man. Four, four I'm trying to. That warm I hate weather. the northeast. It's disgusting up here. Like I, I'd be fine with snow. No, it's gonna rain for two days straight, then freeze. Like no, not snow, which is you know the the combo of those two. No, just rain then freeze. Yeah, that's bad, man. No fun. Welcome to the shit box known as New England. All right. Tonight's game. How I honestly think it's going to go. I think the Rams with Baker are playing with way too much spunk. I think you give, like Matt said, another week of Baker in the offense. Uh, Ben Skoranek is the best tall white boy receiver I've seen since Brian Finneran. Madden throwback. You got Van Jefferson playing like 2019 Van Jefferson. You have Cam Akers and I think it's Kyvier Williams, Kyrie Williams, whatever his name is. Kyron. Kyron Williams. Yeah, I, I just screwed up. Kyron, I apologize. I really do. I, I literally I looked at your name twice once. Um, either way, I think that the Rams will shock in their back, their second primetime game in a row, will shock the Packers. They've had Baker's had an entire 13 day, no, not 13. 12 days to get his uh, playbook now. If you count his day on the plane, it's 13 days. So, that being said, I think Baker with that offense, and yes, it's going to be in Lambeau. It's going to be cold. Baker also played in Cleveland for the past four or five seasons. He knows cold. I think it won't affect him at all because he just played in that shit box in the middle of Ohio for the past six months, past six years. And he played in Texas Tech. And I, Mason, you're from Texas. Doesn't it get, and if you, as long as you're not in Houston, does it get pretty freaking cold down there? Yeah, man. I mean, in Lubbock, you know, it is, it's not a very nice place, but the weather is also very similar to probably what he experienced in Ohio. Maybe not as much snow, but it, you know, very cold, very windy, kind of the same thing in Norman. Um, you know, probably some freezing rain. So, yeah. He's definitely he, he knows what he's doing when it comes to playing in cold weather. He's not one of these guys like Tua that, you know, has never has no experience playing in, you know, sub freezing temperatures. So I, I think he does fine. And at the end of the day with the Packers right now, it's really just a bunch of names. I mean, they're not playing well. They're whatever the record is, five and nine or whatever the amount of wins that they're not the same old Packers. It's they got a lot of young talent on that roster. It's going to take another year or so to kick in. But right now, it's just names. You got Aaron Rodgers. You got Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Robert Tanyan. I mean, names on paper that might be like, ah, I don't really don't want to play them. But at the end of the day, it's not going to be the 2021 Packers, the 2020 Packers um, with Devontae Adams and guys like that. So I really don't think it's going to be that crazy of a game for the, for the Rams to win. I think they can win this game. They just got to play smart football and just lock down Rodgers, which Rodgers has not been playing like himself the last couple of games anyways. You're, you're exactly right, Matt. Um, a very beatable team. A very beatable team that is, I, I kind of think, just lacking confidence. I mean, obviously, Rodgers is always confident in, in whatever he does and whatever matchup he goes into. But um, thinking about it on the flip side, I mean, McVay is a good enough coach to win you any game where he has a capable quarterback, and that showed in last week's <clears throat> Thursday night game. You know, Mayfield mm-hmm. with less than 24 hours in L.A. comes in and wins him the game strictly because, you know, he's got guts and so does McVay. And so I think I mean, I agree. I, I think this this game could go either way. Um, obviously, you got to take the Packers 
at home, I feel like. I don't know. It, what What's the deal with the weather? Does anyone know what the weather is? Uh, I can it's check like... right now. I believe it's cold. Okay, so so 14 degrees. Holy so it's going to be cold. Um, no, let's see here. Snow? Uh, yeah, so so pretty low chances of snow. I guess it's, it maybe snows after the game is over is what I'm seeing. But, um, I mean, 14 degrees, not fun for anybody. Uh, L.A. plays in a, in a uh, dome. So, I mean, Mayfield will be fine. Skoranek will be fine playing in, uh, in Indiana for Notre Dame. But I don't know how the rest of these guys are going to fare. I, I just feel like I, I got to take Green Bay. That's the that's the safe call. I mean, that's the safe call. That's why they're favored. Also, they're at home. I'm taking LA because one, I'm a degenerate. Two, I would love to see, um, you know, a, a more, I I want the Baker Mayfield redemption story to continue. I want this train to keep rolling. So, I guess it's more of a personal reason, but also I just I think the I think with his this much time with McVeigh. McVay's like, dude, if Stafford retires, we may have found our next quarterback. We had to pay nothing for him. Right. Because, I mean, God knows that they've got no draft picks. So they're definitely not taking anybody they, in the like, draft. Even if they throw Baker three years and he's a solid QB. Yeah. I mean, so Baker's the type of guy. You're, you're exactly right. Ba- you know, if you have Baker Mayfield for two years, mm-hmm. I mean, you got Cooper Cup coming back next year. You know, Van Jefferson, Allen Robinson hasn't been great this year prior to the injury, but – I mean, he's not like a chump, you know, he's not like bad. So, I mean, whole off season with Mayfield working with those guys, the, the O-line isn't bad either. The defense is obviously good. Like, you know, who's to say that, you know, even though they're in a tough division, who's to say that they couldn't uh, improve and be much better next year? This season shot, obviously. Is but- it that tough now? Like, I mean, yeah, you have the Niners and the Seahawks are decent, but like the problem is they both have like holes in the armor. The Cardinals right. are an absolute dumpster fire. I think they're the most screwed franchise in that entire division. Like they're stuck with Kyler's contract. They have a bunch of injury prone skill position players, and they just threw um, Steve Kime an extension. He's on leave, and now you have Cliff Kingsbury who's on extension, and like he's terrible. So. Right. The the like the way back isn't as bad as like it is for say uh I, I don't know the Broncos or some of these other teams who are literally looking up at a shit slide coming their way. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, yeah, because you think about, it, I mean, I guess theoretically San Francisco could go out and maybe try to get a free agent quarterback like like a Brady or someone, right? Um, you know, if they're not okay with Lance or something, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, is Geno Smith really going to do what he's doing this year, next season? Is he going to be this good, uh, this sharp, um, you know, in 12 months time? Who knows, right? Um, So, you know, it's almost like that entire division is like, you know, both of those teams could, you know, talking about San Francisco and shoot, maybe even Seattle, you know, maybe they could end up winning the Super Bowl, but they're they're a lot closer than I feel like everyone thinks. I feel that. All right. So moving on, we are going to move into um, the six, uh, the uh, everyone's favorite game, the twenty-five second game. Mason, of course, is the king. This man cannot miss. 
Well, at least he couldn't last week. And then he took a week off. So we're going to find out today how good he is kicking off Thursday night football with, oh my God, I can't remember. Oh, Seahawks and Niners. This game was so boring and terrible and awful that I literally stopped watching. So, yeah. Yeah, for me, um, Brock Purdy continues to impress me for a seventh-round Mr. Irrelevant rookie. Um, the Seahawks continue to plummet and just pretty much just had their playoff chances disappear. Um, so shout-out to the Niners, and it's just interesting to see what they can do with their quarterback issues. Yeah, Brock Purdy just continues to impress, kind of like you said, Matt. I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe this is just sort of a testament to how good a player can be when you put him around a bunch of all-pro players. And so fairy tale keeps on going for him. McCaffrey, Kittle went off, and um, Seattle just looked awful. There you go. Still eight seconds to burn. Perfect. All right. We're going to start off in the Windy City with Philadelphia and um, Chicago. Uh, This game hurt a little bit. Like, it sucked watching Hurts get injured. This game was ugly. Two interceptions. The Bears also play every team ugly. They make games ugly. That's how they keep games close. Um, And congrats to Justin Fields for 1,000 yards. Oh, we're talking about that. I just completely zoned out. I had to fix the uh, TV issue. Um, I, I, I also tell B I'm sorry. It's not, it wasn't like it was screaming loud. It just I was hearing voice in the back. I didn't want to throw off the mic settings. Nah, I heard it too. Um, Fields is looking like he might be one of the better quarterbacks in that entire class, which is just surprising to me because I, I didn't think he was going to go into the Bears. But he continues to play well. Um, I'd love to see him become more of a passer rather than a rusher, but I know right now that he's got to work with what he's got to work with, which is nothing. So shout-out to Justin Fields having a good game for himself. But Eagles obviously staying atop as they have been. This is kind of how your Super Bowl winners develop, I feel like. Winning these these games that are tight, they come down to the wire. Maybe the opponent's not as good, kind of like the Bears. But you know what? This is, this is good practice for the Eagles because I'll tell you what, this is not going to be the last close game that they play this season now that uh, Hurts is going to maybe miss one to two games, but definitely in the playoffs. So – this is, you know, not only for Hurts, but but just the, you know, the entire team. This, I feel like, is very good practice for what's going to end up coming uh, for the rest of the season. So, so a good win by Philly um, and Fields is is looking is looking very promising. One note on that, I just, you know, that that run by Fields was just absolutely incredible, and I just was screaming my television like, dude, and you forget. Fields is huge. He's not a he's not yeah. a skinny guy. He's right. jacked. And also, I find it ironic that the two best quarterbacks in that class since they were like high school freshmen are the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. Just saying. I'm just gonna sit here and drink my tea. <laughs> but uh, all right, moving on. Uh, Saturday games because I completely forgot those happened for a second. We're talking Colts Vikings. How do you blow a 33-point lead? You run the ball. Zach Moss literally can truck stick a Mack truck if you wanted to. Yeah, it sucks you lost JT, but Matt Ryan's not a terrible quarterback. I'm not even blaming Matt Ryan here. This is all on Jeff Saturday and those play callers. 
Like they their offense shut down. They scored three points in the second half. Good job by the Vikings. You like that? Yeah, I'm praying for our buddy DJ right now. Um oh, Matt no, Ryan is done. Matt Ryan is now responsible for probably the two worst blown leads in the entire NFL era. The 28-3 Super Bowl lead and now the 33-0 regular season lead. Um he can't escape these. He it's not the Falcons anymore, it's just solely him. Mace. Yeah, man. Um, what can you say, dude? I mean, you got to feel bad for Matt Ryan. I mean, you really do. Like, seems like a really good guy. And um, he's he's just a choke artist. I mean, that's, that's kind of what it comes down to. I don't know how you blow this game. Uh, you know what? I got to give the Vikes their flowers, man. You know, I've been, I've been ripping on them for the past couple of weeks, saying that they're frauds. I still think they're frauds. But um, you know what? It, it takes some guts to come back from 33 down, 30 down. I can't remember what it was, and uh, win a football game. So you know what? Congrats. Cheers to you, Vikings, and um, enjoy it while it lasts. All right. I'll make this one easy. This is the other. This is the game. Everyone forgot it happened on Saturday. B- Browns, Ravens. I have a, a participation trophy to you, Cleveland. You won a game with Watson that wasn't against his former team against a slew of backups. Baltimore's dead in the water. Like I, I, they're, they're literally got a couple holes shot through them at this point. Yeah, to make this short and sweet, uh, Deshaun Watson continues to play mediocre football, still trying to shake the rust off, and the – Ravens are probably going to rush Lamar Jackson back next week because now they're out of the division race and they're in the wild card again. So, uh, yeah, it's really not much to say about it. A game that has 16 combined points. Uh, I'm going to take this opportunity to speak to Mark Andrews uh, directly and specifically. I need you <laughs> to wake up Mark Andrews. Um, ever since your injury, you've been pathetic <clears throat> in fantasy. And I need you to wake up because I've I've got multiple leagues that I have him in, and, and I'm in the playoffs, and I need him to wake up. So I, I guess what that means is I need Lamar Jackson back on the field as soon as possible because that's his favorite target to throw to. Um, you know, both these teams are just like total question marks. Um, obviously, like when you don't have Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, uh, it's not going to be good. So they need Lamar back, and the Browns are just lackluster and, and mediocre. Fair, fair. All right. Um, Matthew. Oh, you're in already. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Brain fun- not functioning correctly. Um, Bills, Dolphins. Let's let's rock and roll with this one. Uh, Bills are still the best team in foot in the NFL, I believe. I mean, I don't know. I just, there, there's three teams. They're all rotating. Depends on the week. They're the best team in that division. I think the Dolphins are a solid team, but I think the Bills do have that home field advantage that makes them a pain in the ass to deal with. And I think Miami gave 110% and they still lost. What are you going to do? Yeah, same. Bills are definitely the best team in the AFC still. Miami, uh, my, so does anybody else think Miami is just going back to old Miami? Like they start off hot, even with the Brian Flores there, and then they wind up winning like nine games, and then they just cool off, and then that is it. So right now we're eight and six, and it looks like they could be heading down that same path. We'll see how they do the rest of the year. Um, shout out to Tua, kept them close in there, but 
we all saw what happened with the game once the snow started to hit. It became a Buffalo Buffalo game. So not surprised that Buffalo's won, just surprised that it was only by three points. Fair enough. Right, yeah. I mean, Allen is just like on this other planet. Um, he is playing at an unbelievable level. And if he keeps it up, I just it, – it's not even that they seem like the best – team in the league to me it what i just think about is who is going to beat them who who has the capacity to beat them in a four-quarter game uh in the playoffs especially when they're at home so i just i don't see it's like i said i don't even see that that they're the best team in the league i think the eagles are just as good i just don't see how someone else barring injuries can can take down this team because Allen just seems like he is just on this like god level right now well fellas i have a problem i just realized it's in fantasy it's moving on the seahawks kickoff is at one eagles cowboys is at 4 30 they better let me know if hurts is playing my my freaking uh by saturday at noon or i'm in trouble Oh, you'll know. I, I don't think I don't think they're, it's going to be one of these game time decision type things. I think, to be honest with you, Jared, I, I think they just sit him out of precaution because it's like you're making the playoffs unless you literally lose out and uh, the Cowboys win out. You you win the division, right? Isn't I think that this- they, yeah. The Cowboys need to lose one more game, and we need to win one more game, and that's it. So okay, so yeah, so I mean, I I just. Why? Why rush it? I mean, you know what I mean. I, I mean, just it, it's more for the it's more for the culture and the more for the way he play, and the way that team is wired. Like he's their motor. Like yeah, their defense is incredible, but like when it comes down to it, that's their captain. Like I think Jalen Hurts is the most captain I've seen an Eagles quarterback in my entire life. Maybe since like the Michael Vick um, Eagles teams, where like the he was the motor of that team's like persona. Like he he was the guy. So. I it's and I think even the early McNabb years before the partying incident right before the Super Bowl. Um wink wink. Um but my biggest thing with this, it I don't I don't know, but it's gonna be interesting going forward how they're gonna play this one. All right, Saints Falcons. All I'll say is this Desmarinder's not terrible. People gotta chill is his first start. And yeah, damn Saints are making our draft pick worse. Keep start losing. Yeah, interesting game. Both these teams are five and nine. You got the um, and then you have the Buccaneers who are sitting at the top of division at six and eight, I believe it is. Um, so this is any divisions, this is any team's division right now. Um, Desmond Murder played okay, but like you said, first start. Um, interesting to see what will happen with that division down the stretch. But I think Desmond Murder is just gonna be just fine. Just give him another game or two to work with. Yeah, man, this division is like a total train wreck. Um I guess this is kind of what happens when you've got like a senior citizen and then just like three very sub average. Well, I guess like a rookie, another, uh, I guess, senior citizen and Andy Dalton and then Sam Darnold, who's just like, it's kind of whatever, Um, you know, those are your four quarterbacks of each of the teams in this division. And like, I don't know if you could pay me to watch one of these like NFC Mm. South games, man. I don't usually tune in. I don't really check in. I don't have any players from any of these teams on fantasy. Um, So I just, I steer clear. Didn't watch it. I don't check in the box score here. It just seemed like a 
snoozer. This is a like, no NFC South division uh, fantasy team this year, guys. Like, I refuse to look at them. Right. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Matt, I got to do this to you, buddy. I'm sorry. Jets, Lions. I will say this. The Jets did not play a bad game besides having a legally blind man at quarterback. Um, My favorite thing about this was that the Lions can win an ugly game against a very well-coached team with a blind quarterback, and they can win a shootout against a guy who can only play in in, uh, 1 o'clock games. The Lions are a good team. They will win their division next year outright, but I said they have a shot at winning – Nine, ten games this year. This still could happen, which is hysterical to me. Because my uh, uh, one of our listeners, Tom, he he's he's a dentist. He goes to my gym, and I bet him before the year twenty bucks the Lions win ten games. Get a little nervous there, Tom. <laughs> it's possible. I know, right? Um, you know, tr- to try and make it as quick as possible. I thought Zach Wilson played a lot better than I thought he was. I thought he showed progression in the last couple of weeks that he wasn't that when he was sitting, he was making some better throws out of the pocket. He made some wild, spectacular throws. He had a couple 40 yard passes to CJ Osama, a couple 30 yarders to Garrett Wilson, had like a 50 something yarder to Jeff Smith. So he kept us in the game. He was playing crazy. The first half looked like a whole different quarterback. Second half comes around, starts to play like old Zach Wilson. Um, was not making the throws you need to make when he's in the pocket, a clean pocket, he's missing slant routes by like a mile. So it was just absolutely insane to see the easy throws that he couldn't make, but he can make the wild fourth and 10 you throw for 45 yards to get us into the field goal position. So it was an exciting game. It was just a mess, you know, bad throws, bad decisions. Coaching wasn't good. That game time management, clock management wasn't good. So the Lions took advantage of that and the jets didn't after all those penalties on the lines. So we're all sitting at seven and seven right now, and now the Jets have to win out to even hope that they get some sort of fifteen percent playoff chance. There you go. Yeah, man. Um, if you're an Eagle or sorry, not Eagles, if you're a Jets or a Lions fan, I feel like you have to be, even if you missed out on the playoffs this year, you have to be very optimistic about the future, right? Um maybe Zach Wilson's not the guy for the Jets, but with Brees Hall coming back. And everyone just sort of being able to work together for another offseason, I, I feel like you have to be optimistic um, about seasons to come. And, and the same goes for um, Detroit. You know, maybe Goff isn't the guy, but if you're able to have maybe one more good draft class and, and pick up a better quarterback, um, you know, you're looking at a team that they could be very good. There you go. Uh, we all got to get a little better with the time. We, we've all gone over three or four times today. <laughs> it's okay. It's been a long weekend. We're almost at Christmas. Everyone's a little happy for the holidays. Um, I also think we should save our top 10 list for uh, the, th- the Thursday, the Wednesday show. I think it'd be fun. I'm down. All right. So we'll just do that. All righty. Um, Steelers, Panthers. I didn't even know this game was happening. These two teams' existence does not matter to me. That is all. I would rather watch the entire first season of like Little House on the Prairie than have to have watched this game. Sam Donald sucks. I don't care what the stats are. He's going to be old Sam Donald very soon. Mitch Trubisky should not be a starting quarterback in the NFL despite his stats and everything as well. Um, I didn't watch the game, but I'm just going to say it was shitty. <laughs> so that's all I'm going to say. I Mike Tomlin's going to get his first under 800. I read to, read to Mike Tomlin's going to get his first under 500 season this year, unfortunately. 
there it is. All right. Um, Mace. Yeah. Uh, just a, a snoozer. Like, you don't need to watch this game, man. If, if you're a neutral fan, just don't. Save your time. Watch a different game. Um, if you're a fan of one of these two teams, man, I feel sorry for you. Um, just, like, I guess the Steelers have some players who are good. You know, Najee's promising. Obviously, Mika Fitzpatrick's good. But uh, for Carolina, man, I mean, you gave away your best player to the Niners, and it's just not looking good at quarterback. So I don't know where to go. Um, you just fired your coach. Got to go get another coach this summer. So, yeah, just a boring game. All righty. Cowboys, Jags. The Jags gave the uh, the Cowboys the boot. Um Gotta love, I love walk off inter- walk off touchdowns. They are just electric factory. Um, it was really cool how it ended. I think the, the Jags might win this division, and that's what's fucking terrifying to me. I that said this in our NFL preview, and Matt goes, All right, we're writing this down for posterity. And I'm like, They might win 10 games. They're not going to win 10 games, but they might win nine and win the division. And that's horrifying to think about. The Southern yeah, Division is, is terrible this year. Especially when they were about two and five before. Yeah, um, yeah make it short and simple. Um, Trevor Lawrence is hot. The Jaguars are hot. And the Cowboys and Dak Prescott right now are not. Um, Dak, uh, Dallas has the playoff clinch. Jaguars are six and eight, still in the hunt. But shout out to Trevor Lawrence. He's been playing a lot better football these last couple of weeks. Yeah, man. Cowboys are... You know, I wasn't exactly right. I did say that they were going to win out and um, have a first-round exit. Only now, after this game, they're going to win out and still have that first-round exit. So I guess it doesn't really matter. It's irrelevant. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I I don't know how people still continue to show belief in Dak Prescott. I just don't get it. Um, With all of these weapons, with this running back core, with this wide receiving core, I just don't understand how you can continue to lie to yourself, Cowboys fans, and tell me that this is your guy, that this dude is going to win you a playoff game or, or win you the Super Bowl, whatever. Um, so I just – I love seeing Dallas lose. It makes me very, very happy. I don't think – except for Cowboys fans, I don't think anybody's actually happy to see Dallas win. I lost a point on it, and I, I was happy. Like, I, I was like, I don't give a shit. Like, fuck it, Cowboys. Fuck it, Cowboys. <laughs> um, all right, Chiefs-Texans. Damn, damn it, Houston. Come on. <laughs> this would have been hysterical. Also, I swear I think he, there was a bounty on Juju's head. Some of the hits he was taking yesterday were a little brutal. There was like two or three he took over the mail. I'm like, dude, like this guy, somebody wants this guy dead. But also like, dude, shout out to Dougie Mills for just making every game a heart wrencher. Yeah, that was uh, going to be the third NFL gimme game. I would have lost if that somehow happened. I don't know how. I don't. There's really nothing to talk about that game. I don't know how the Texans almost beat the Chiefs the way that they did. Um, but shout out to the Texans because the last two weeks they've had a spread of like 14 and 17 and a half, and they've covered both of them within like one possession. So Texans are they're fighting hard, but they're, the they're cover Kings, back to baby. One. Yeah, they're going to be back to square one next year. Fuck yeah. All right, Mace. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, Davis Mills, what is up, brother? Uh, three total touchdowns, 121 passing. You know, could have won this freaking game, man. Um, what is up? So weird. Last two weeks, they've, they've been in the mix. Should have won in Dallas. 
and um, should have probably won last week. So hopefully, I don't know. The Texans are such a train wreck that I try to avoid watching any second of their games. Um, but uh, I guess that's that's a point of optimism if you're a Texans fan. There you go. All righty. Cards, Broncos. Once again, I didn't know this game was on. I knew this game was on. I just was like, I, I don't I don't care. It's whose backup's better at this point. Um Broncos 24, Cardinals 15. Next. Anybody got anything to say about this? We can skip this one, guys. Uh not really much. Just 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 if somebody were to tell you this game was going to consist of Brett Rippey and Trace McSorley and Colt McCoy, I would have turned it off immediately, but wouldn't have thought or I probably would have believed you. But I there's really not much to talk about. The, the Cardinals don't have a quarterback. These two combined for three interceptions. Um, I'm just waiting for Nathaniel Hackett to get fired. That's all. Anything on this, Mace? Four total picks from all quarterbacks. Uh, period absolutely beautiful end of story uh i don't know why you would like as a neutral fan like what are you doing like if you're watching this game uh yeah i'm sure i didn't watch a second of it i'm sure it was just awful dude when you know a game's bad when red zone doesn't put a single fucking point of it on the damn screen (laughs) i think i was i saw it on red zone once i was like oh my god that's a game they're playing i thought this was nfl films (laughs) <laughs> um all right patriots raiders i'll make this I'll try not to make it as painful as watching jacoby myers just chuck the ball right at chandler jones and then giving him the stiff, stiff giving mac jones a stiff arm of god um uh trivia question uh no uh, fun fact i'm gonna be using that picture as the christmas card for my raiders fan uncle um <laughs> uh that was the most insane way to end the game. That's 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 it for me. That's all I got. Like, what the hell? Also, thanks. Shout out to Ramondre Stevenson and Darren Waller for both scoring touchdowns. Uh, I just wanted to shout out Jacoby Myers for finally having a worse lateral than Brandon Marshall did in 2015 when we went to the game. So, that, thankfully, that, that was right about the time we sobered up, too. That's the best part. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a tough fuck game by the Patriots. And like I said before, I'll make it short and sweet because we already talked about it. Mm-hmm. I refuse to believe that Bill Belichick called that type of play. Um, interesting shout out uh Willie McGinnis she was just arrested in LA don't know why yet but I just got that on my phone <laughs> just go oh yeah just got that on my man. phone I was arrested yeah that's it's uh Patriots losing Willie McGinnis is in jail yeah so uh, I heard a very interesting take this morning uh, as I was waking up you know of the 20 years of dominance that the Patriots had I feel like this is sort of the culmination of feeling like you're too good for everyone else, falling in love with your system, Uh, you know, having family members like Steve Belichick on the coaching staff and having the defensive coordinator as the offensive coordinator and just kind of thinking about uh, this, this game is, Oh, it's just football and things take care of itself and all of that. And I, I just really sincerely hope, as a Patriots fan, that this is this season as a as as it is, it's just sort of a wake up call for everyone in the organization to just forget everything that's happened in the past because that's that's over, that's gone, it's never happening again, and uh, just wake up and, and you know try to actually build this thing up from the ground and and just simply do better. I mean, it's just it's it's awful. Very frustrating game. 
So what I'm watching right now is TMZ reported that Willie McGinnis was arrested for a felony assault. He was at, so I'm watching him. He's walking up to this guy. He's in a yeah. nightclub. And he and, just punches him. Yeah. Oh, so him and three guys, what it looks like. So him and three guys just, uh, just absolutely just fuck this guy up. And there's a fourth yeah. dude just comes out of nowhere. I don't even know which one is him. Cause there's literally four guys. Yeah. And it's, just it's, it's, it's your video on black six, and white too. Five? Yeah. Yeah. They, when I tell you, they beat the ever-loving shit out yeah, of this dude. dude. Like, it is, like, graphic, man. Like, they just absolutely destroyed this guy. I don't know. I mean, dude, you have to think about, like, what did this guy do to Willie McGinnis and his crew to deserve that kind of beatdown? Like, I mean, the dude. Willie McGinnis is not a young guy either. Right. He's, and, like, and he's like, 49 years old. Right. And he's soft. Oh, man, this guy's pants are all the way at his knees. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> he's getting beat up and his pants are down in um yeah that was wild so he's arrested on a felony assault for that big ambush in a nightclub um this video honestly he he got beat up so bad i would put that video probably at top of like when alvin Kamara beat the shit out of that dude in that club except the one uh, one that never got him an ounce of a suspension yeah except this one is uh worse because it involves four or five guys on one guy there all right um now to the land of disappointments Titans and Chargers. It, it, this game is more unfortunate than the fact that the, both these teams are so talented, but yet, actually, no, I take that back. Derrick Henry's talented, and the Chargers are talented. Um, the uh, Mike Vrabel is a great head coach. The problem is his GM, John Robinson, might have been one of the dumbest human beings on the planet. Um, I I reiterate back to the Friday meme. How do you get fired on your day off? Um. Chargers are unfortunate, but Mike Williams is a big ass guy and he's hard to cover. That's why they're able to get that field goal off. Yeah. Um, this is Titans Chargers, right? Yep. Yeah, I really was upset with this game because I obviously wanted the Chargers to to lose. Just I needed everybody to lose, but uh titans are coming back down to earth shout out to the guy that told me i didn't know what i was talking about on tiktok because i said the titans weren't supposed to be in it this year uh how does that look now there buddy um but is they're they're looking like they could use they could give this division away like you were saying before i mean you got the jaguars that are creeping up on them um titans are coming back down to the reality they did not have a good team to start with and it's really starting to show See, my biggest thing with the Titans is going to have a losing record, and there's a realistic chance here. So I'm like so ecstatic right now. Last year, I shot three out of ten. I said I shot three or three. I said the Eagles are going to make the playoffs. The Seahawks were going to have finishing last in the West or second to last, whatever it was. Um, and um, I think the Jets would have five, six wins. Oh, it's two out of three because the Jets lost their last game, and I was fucking pissed about it. <laughs> but usually, those big bowl predictions usually hit. So. Two for three, baby. Let's go. So far. The last one, uh, the last one we won't know for a while. Um, Mace, Titans, Chargers. Yeah, man. Herbert, bro. Like, I am a huge fan. I think he's great. I think he could be as good as Josh Allen. Um, But it's like, you know, 28 for 42, 313, two picks. Two picks against a team who is, you know, just not good. Um, so th- this is, is this his third or second year? Second, right? Third, third, third. Okay. I mean, this is when it's starting. You, you sort of are supposed to feel like it's all coming around. 
And I just feel like with Herbert, I don't know if it's the coach. I don't know if it's Staley. Um, but but he's got to pick it up soon. I mean, hopefully they make the playoffs. I like the guy a lot. But, um, I mean, golly, he's been disappointing this season. All righty. Bucks, Bengals, I'll make this fast, just like the chances of Tom getting another Super Bowl are depleting. Um, the Bengals are a good team. This game was ugly, but then the Bengals started being an actual Super Bowl-level team and kicking kicking the Bucks down, stopping right down back into the hole. Um, the Gio Bernard fake punt, like, there were reporters giving him shit for it. That video actually kind of pissed me off a little bit, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it happens. It's football. Uh, I watched, uh, what was it? Kyle Williams from the uh, 49ers dropped two punts against the giants, giving them a shot at the Super Bowl. He doesn't drop those punts. The giant, we don't want to talk we're talking about Brady having like eight, nine rings. Freaking if Julio, if Jalen Mills doesn't push Julio out of bounds, we're talking about Brady having 10 rings. Or 12. So it's like, you know, it's it happens, guys. Like, it's football. So that's why yeah, I know it's a little long, but I wanted to defend Giovanni Bernard because that report is a dick. Yeah, that was, a, that was a wild game for Brady to have, like, those three or four interceptions in the second half. Um, shout out to the Bengals, who were once 0-2 on the season, are now 10-4. and So they've gone on an amazing stretch. I think this is, this is the Bengals team we all thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. So now they're coming together at the most perfect time ever. They're 10-4. and They just took the division. And they're following it up next week, and they've got to play the Patriots, which it's going to be a very tough game for both teams because the Patriots are no, no easy team to walk over and win. Um, but kudos to the Bengals for pulling it together at the second half of the season and taking that division right now. Bengals, man, it's it's kind of like you said, Matt. It's all coming together right in front of us. Um, the only thing I worry about is their so their final three remaining games at New England, um, home versus Buffalo, home versus Ravens. And theoretically, I mean, you go two and one, you go zero oh and three, or sorry, one and two, zero oh and three. Um, so you said the division is locked up. No, I'm saying they just took the division right now. Okay, okay, okay. They're um, they've got a one game lead against the Ravens right now. They're ten and four, and the Ravens are nine and five. Gotcha. Um, so, so the that nine wins does not compute to me. I yeah. feel like they should have way more losses. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Yeah, Bengals looking sharp, but hey, man, you know, you play those three teams, dude. Like. Not easy at all. So we'll just have to see. I think the Bengals are a very good team. Could could maybe wind up in the Super Bowl again, but um, these last three weeks will be a very fit test to to see if they are up to it. Ravens will finish eleven and six. You heard it here first. And I my time will have, will have a losing season because they will lose to the Ravens in two weeks, and boom. There, there it is. There's, there's, there's the, there's the kill shot. We've been waiting for it. There's the kill shot. So I forgot that it was this time of the year where there's like ten games on Saturday and there's only three games on Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, so it's gonna get a little wild out here, boys. Oh man, these games suck. Nah, yeah. Oh god, like the Christmas, Christmas Day games. games? Yeah, yeah, they're terrible. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you hate bad your family. Like, if you hate your family, you're not going to have fun watching these games. You got Packers, Dolphins, like, Broncos, Rams, Bucks, Cardinals. Packers, Rams. And the is, night game. 
It's terrible on Monday night. You got Chargers, yeah. Colts. Holy the, shit! The I Packers fins is the only game that could maybe be promising. Even um, though the Packers might get eliminated tonight, so it's yeah. like, yeah. wow, man! If you Jordan love two of all, let's do it. If you hate, if you hate talking to your family on holidays, you're gonna have nothing to watch on TV. Oh my god, this is atrocious. Oh lordy, I mean, well, we're gonna be. I'm gonna be around family, uh, so I won't really be watching this anyway. But wait, wait, oh, wait. God. Actually, no, wait. Rams Broncos might be interesting because Russ played pretty well in that last game before he got his his belt t- turned into jelly. And Baker another game that system might be a fun game. I, I would say that the four the four thirty game might get interesting. This optimism. Listen, you gotta be optimistic somewhere. It's gotta be at least one good game. Uh, the Christmas Eve night game looks great. Raiders Steelers actually should be fun. Mm. Yeah, that should be a good one. Maybe. Commanders 49ers, uh, Falcons Ravens. Um, Pat's Ben, that's not gonna be a good game. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mason. Giants Vikings should get interesting. Chiefs Seahawks, high scoring game. Eagles Cowboys is gonna just be interesting. Texans may be getting a win against the Titans. Maybe, maybe man. they put it together finally. I don't know. I'll take the te- I'll take the Texans to cover. Fuck it. That'll be a game where the Texans go from covering the spread very closely on the Cowboys and the Chiefs almost beating both teams and then go into Tennessee and lose by like 13. Yeah. They'll they'll choke it somehow, man. It, it'll be a tight game up until the end like the last 2 weeks and then they'll find a way to sell right at the end. There you go. All right. Gentlemen. Quick question before we head out. Did you finish your Christmas shopping yet? Oh, I finished a while ago. I'm waiting for these packages to still fucking come in. I'm just getting all these emails saying, oh, uh, delayed shipping. We've updated you to expedited shipping on no cost to you. I was like, dude, I ordered these things three weeks ago. What the fuck's taking so long? It's only in California. I've got one thing left, and it's on its way. Um, And everything else is either behind me on that shelf, tucked in this corner over here, or in the freezer behind me. So, I think I'm all good unless somebody goes, Oh, hey, what are we getting for cover for Christmas? Like, fuck. Yeah, um, her family just sprung up on us that she wants to do a Yankee swap. So, we have to go get like a $10 gift and like do a swap. So, I'm going to get some fucking $10 wine and watch everybody just like fight over it. Yeah, I, um, my dad's side of the family does like a secret Santa. So, everybody who's over the age of, all of us are over the age of 18 except for the grant, the one grand. The one great grandchild, so he's not buying anybody anything. But the rest of us all, it's the and my grandmother obviously because she's you know she's based. She gets everyone a gift, but um, the rest of us were all doing a secret Santa swap for like fifty bucks or whatever. So I didn't most of my shopping on on Monday on Friday for that one. My dad's side of the family, everyone gets each other a gift. So my mom's side, I mean, so like my aunts and uncles were pretty easy, and my grandmother's been the one paying the butt, but. Uh, I'm almost done with that one, and then my uncle's gifts on the way. So, but either way, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you Wednesday for uh, the corner booth Christmas party. The rules of the the rules of this are simple because I don't feel like going through everything. Comment on the damn post, and it can't just be like a hi, we're here. A take, talking shit to one of us, something. You comment on the post, you're automatically entered to win the $30 Nike gift card. The three of us will pay evenly 10 bucks each, or at least two of us will. 
depend, or one of us will, depending on how bad this week goes for me. So that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you stopping by. We hope you have a great week leading up to Christmas. We'll see you Wednesday for a live edition of the quarter pregame with special guests Scott Kaiser and Cruz Oxenrider. We'll be talking all things Christmas so and football and awesomeness. So, ladies and gentlemen, appreciate you stopping by. Have a good night. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.